investing is is a bit of a solo sport and it can get lonely. And when you have a community where you can share your ideas and, and bounce them off other people, you start to to gain a little bit more conviction and you can start to see where you may make errors. And I think the great investors that I've seen in my time are really able to change their minds very quickly uh, when there's compelling data that goes against them. And the only way you're going to find that data that goes against you is if you talk about your idea. On this episode of Early Bird, Brooker Belcourt, CEO and founder of Covey. Brooker joins the podcast today to compare stocks that analysts like with the investment choices of average traders in 2022. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you where you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's Early Bird. Dot email. And now, today's discussion. All right, Brooker, welcome to the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Really happy to be here, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for coming on. I'm excited. We're talking about analysts and how it relates to average traders, you know, especially with your platform where you take a look at the ideas from analysts and you compare it to the average traders. What, what should average traders know right now? You know, here we are in you know, August 2022. We're going to talk a bit about that. Uh, but first, Brooke, tell tell the audience a little bit about you, you know, your background. If you could sort of describe your background in 30 seconds or so, uh, what, what should the audience know about you? Yeah, I'm the founder of Covey. And Covey is a community of investment analysts created to find and reward the best analysts so that anyone can copy them, generating more wealth for more people. Nice. And I've been doing that for two years. Prior to that, I was working at hedge funds mm-hmm. for the last seven years. Uh, most recently, I was an analyst at Citadel investing in tech stocks. So going long and short, a lot of the large cap tech stocks uh, based on tons of data and meetings with managements. Mm-hmm. I did that for seven years at different hedge funds. And prior to that, I worked at Goldman Sachs and did banking in New York. Mm, impressive. Before that, I grew up in Canada and left when I was 20. Impressive career. Um, and... You know, the past two years, especially with your platform, I'm sure you've seen the rise of retail traders um, and what impact they're having on the market, what they feel about things. But before we get any further, analysts, you know, I'm sure you, you have some great ideas from analysts on your platform. What what are you um, what are they talking about now? I, I might have to give a little context to how I can get to these ideas before I just spitball on a bunch of yes. ideas. And so just to provide a little context, the reason we created Covey is the best investment managers were not managing my money. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people share that view. And the reason being is there's these huge minimums at hedge funds and then mutual funds have had decades of bad performance. So they're, they're losing all this money. And so 
we need to find a way to get the best people to manage our money to get these best ideas, right? We're all craving these best ideas. It's your first question. Mm-hmm. And when we go to find the best athletes, you know, we spend millions of dollars, we scour the world, we rely on huge amounts of data. But then when we look for the best managers, we're only going to Ivy League schools or investment banks is somehow that's the place where they all are. Yeah. So Covey is this community created to find and reward the best analysts for anyone to copy, uh, generating higher wealth for more people. And so the premise is let's allow anyone to come to Covey, create a portfolio. It's a virtual portfolio. It's free. Then we'll rank them uh, and allow them to compete in this community. And then at the end, we'll grab the top 10% and we'll allow everyone to invest in the ideas of the best. And that's really the, the product of, of all this work is getting this amazing elite group of analysts that we can get their ideas. And, and when we do find that we invest in those people, we can get an exceptional performance. Nice. I, I think it's wonderful you put together this community. Um, I guess over the past few months in the summer, what are analysts talking about now? Are there types of stocks that analysts are saying we should be gravitating more towards than others? Yeah, so the way I would frame it is when you look at the best analysts on Covey, so I'm not going to talk about the ideas of everyone on Covey. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's super relevant. It's What we find is the best investors, they, they tend to stay great. You know, Warren Buffett is in the top 1% and he's generally going to be in the top 1% in the future. And so that's the stuff that's super valuable. So the bigger the pool of people you have, uh, the more valuable is that top 10%. So right now, when you look at the top 10% of analysts on Covey, and anyone can do this going to covey.io, we, we always have it live. They are invested in a lot of the beaten up high growth names. So those are the ARCs, the, the Robin Hood, Oscar, Uber, Rivian, even some Chinese internet companies, which scares me like crazy, given all the political context going on right now. But that's the portfolio they have. I think it's also cool to, to back out and think about what they don't have and maybe what a lot of the other people, as your question was before, a lot of the other retail investors are big into. They're, they used to be heavy into crypto. They are not invested in crypto right now. They used to be big into energy and they're not in energy right now. Whereas a lot of the retail investors we see on our platform are huge on crypto, loading up on crypto. And so that's a a huge difference we've started to observe in the past couple of weeks. It's been showing up. Wow. So so you're saying the analysts, those top analysts on your platform, they're no longer um, as bullish in maybe the energy sector as they were months ago? They, it's correct. They're not as bullish on crypto and they're not as bullish on energy. They're more bullish on those beaten up high growth names. Makes sense. So you're talking about like the FANG stocks, the big tech stocks, things like that. Not even the, the I would say more the smaller ones. And so you can check it out and see what it is on Covey.io now, but it's, it's really the smaller ones. A lot of the things that are sitting in ARC, uh, oh. the ETF. And so it's a great place to to go and find a lot of these beaten up names and they're they're really jumping into those more so than the the the, the fangs i would say there is a little bit of a short on qqq on nasdaq to to hedge their exposure to a lot of the, these beaten up growth names sort of a buy the dip uh, opportunity from analysts it sounds like 
Yeah, it seems to be they're they're seeing, I guess, some support form in the in the beaten up growth names, and they're they're diving into those ones right now. It, it, so, given the fact that you have a lot of these top analysts saying, "Hey, let's let's." You know, let's go a bit more heavier than usual into these beaten up growth names, some of these tech stocks. Um, is that sort of their way of saying, hey, everybody, uh, maybe we should all kind of jump on this bandwagon right now? <laughs> I don't, the way they think is they're out on Covey and they're competing to win every single month. They are very competitive and we offer rewards for the best performing analysts on our platform. And so they're out there trying to compete to earn the most rewards. And the way we pay it out is the best relative performers in the community earn the most. And so if they can be way outside earning a ton, they'll they'll earn even more rewards. So they're out there to compete and, and prove that they are the best investors. And, and I guess on the flip side, these the retail investors, the average investors on, uh, on Covey, on the platform, you're saying they're still pretty bullish on crypto right now if you look at the average portfolio it is well over indexed on crypto uh, versus the top 10 percent of analysts on Covey. oh wow what, what why do you think that is it's hard to take the this raw data we have huge we have hundreds of users and uh, it's really hard for me to sit here and weave a beautiful story around all these this positioning. It's 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 actually really interesting when you put together this portfolio of the top analysts. It doesn't necessarily have this uh, human story that makes it all that makes the whole thing make sense. It's it's this collection of ideas of the star analysts, and some of the positions even offset each other and, and neutralize them. Um, if I was to craft some story of my own. Perhaps they're they're worried that the Fed is still raising interest rates, and they they think of uh, crypto as a very high risk asset, and they don't want to be hanging out there. Are oh, you talking about the analysts now, right? These are the analysts. Yeah, it makes sense. As, as, you know, we see we've seen there's some correlation uh, between Fed Fed's interest rate hikes as well as cryptocurrency um, on your platform on Covey. Do do the retail traders, the average traders, get an opportunity to communicate with the top analyst as well? Yeah, that's that's the cool part. Is it's really is this community, and people are on there for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. But they they can be on Covey where they're they have these real track records, and then we're all on Discord, and we talk about our ideas on Discord, and we back it up with our real track records. So mm-hmm. find out they're sitting. Uh, so if I'm out there pitching Uber and you look at my track record and it's absolute garbage, that idea is not as worth as much as an analyst who's in our top 10% pitching Uber with this amazing track record. That's a much better idea. And so I think they'll have a larger share of voice um, in our community. That makes sense. When we return, we'll hear from Brooker about what investments analysts and average traders currently agree on and advice for investors. But first, let me tell you where you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. 
And now, back to today's discussion. So, Brooker, today we're, we're talking about the analysts, the top analysts out there, what they're talking about, and how it sort of relates to the average trader. Um, you talked a little bit already about how the average trader might be a bit more overweight crypto than some of the top analysts, particularly on your platform. Um, are there any areas where both analysts and average traders um, are aligned? There are a couple. There's gold and and uh, Fed treasuries. Mm. There's similar exposure. The top have gold and the top have treasuries. Why do you think all the traders, both the top analysts and the average traders on your platform, are interested in both in those two areas, gold and, and, and treasuries? It's, it's fascinating. I wish I could give you uh, a, a beautiful story. Um, I'm looking at the raw data and, and seeing these patterns emerge. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the play on that is probably a view that potentially interest rates are, are going to decline and those two assets will uh, will be more favorable. Maybe that's the view. But then it's interesting because if you compare that to if that's my thesis on those two names, then that doesn't necessarily fit with the thesis I had on the prior um, no exposure to crypto, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's fascinating looking at these top analysts and creating a bucket of a portfolio based on them is they sometimes have conflicting ideas. And I think those conflicting ideas equals diversity. And it's almost impossible for one of us to come up with a portfolio that can both believe interest rates are going up and interest rates are going down. Like that intellectually is so difficult. But with Covey, we've created this portfolio of the best analysts and you can have these conflicting ideas and, and be hedged on both sides. Makes sense. Uh, so let's play devil's advocate a bit. Let's say you're a retail trader and yeah, maybe you see the top analysts out there and you see their ideas, but, but you have a different conviction. You think maybe crypto is going to outperform the market the rest of the year or some other, uh, you know, some other thesis. Um, you know, it, it, what is the benefit of following the top analyst if you're a trader who kind of wants to do things your own way? Well, first, I would say if you believe you're a great investor, a great analyst, come on to Covey and start competing with the best and see see how you actually do. Um, I think that's one part. And then the second part is, well, why why would you trust these top 10% of analysts? I think that's a great question. So what we've been doing on Covey is we've been collecting this data for a year. So not that long, but you start to see some pattern emerge. And what we've found is that if you look at the best investors in a given month, let's say July, and then you invest in their portfolio on August 1st, not knowing what it will be, just looking at their performance from July and saying, okay, I'm going to buy into these people because they did great in July. If you do that every single month, uh, you will find, and we've tracked this, that you're about you're beating the S&P by about 20% this year. So you're, you're substantially outperforming the market by investing in the best analysts of the past uh, portfolio. And so it shows up on Covey and that's that's cool, but we only really have one year of data. Mm -hmm. I think if it was to be really compelling, you would have to see this observed over long periods of time, which is is hard to hard to prove on Covey because it's just, it's gonna take us a lot of time to, to get all this data. But fortunately there's tons of research on this phenomenon and it's called performance persistence. And anecdotally, 
you and I see this and you interview people on your podcast who are great investors uh, and you are asking them for ideas because you believe that they will continue to be great investors in the future. And so in, in research, in academic research, this is called performance persistence. And it's been observed at mutual funds. It's been observed at private equity funds. It's been observed at hedge funds. And it's basically the phenomenon that if you are a great investor in 2020, you will likely be a great investor in 2021 and so on and so on. And the outperformance is quite substantial based on this. And it really comes down to investing in the top 10%. It's, it has to be the top 10% and, and the, the, the spread between um, alpha, the spread of alpha actually increases the narrower you go. So if you go top 5%, you get even more alpha. Top 1%, you get even more alpha. It's a really powerful phenomenon and, and Covey is going to use that uh, to allow anyone to invest and get these amazing returns. That's pretty interesting that your platform does that. Um, I, what, you know, what advice would you have to average retail traders? Um, for the rest of the year, obviously you want them to join your platform. But beyond that, what 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 words of wisdom would you like to bestow upon average traders for the remainder of 2022? I think some overarching themes. One very basic one is just don't use leverage. It, we see people use leverage on our platform all the time and blow themselves up. The the chance of like using leverage and staying a great investor is so, so narrow. You really have to defy the odds. Um, I think that's like, if, if I could give one takeaway is just watching so many people blow up with leverage. It's like, please stay away from that stuff. It is, it is incredibly dangerous. <laughs> and then another one is maybe you don't join Covey, but try to find a community where you can talk about stocks and investing is is a bit of a solo sport and it can get lonely and when you have a community where you can share your ideas and, and bounce them off other people you start to to gain a little bit more conviction and you can start to see where you may make errors and i think the great investors that i've seen in my time are really able to change their minds very quickly uh, when there's compelling data that goes against them and the only way you're going to find that data that goes against you is if you talk about your idea on, on a community like discord or, or twitter or just talk to your friends that you really you need that aspect of it. And I think that's so powerful. Absolutely. And or community like early bird, uh, like all the early birds out there. Um, exactly. <laughs> Brooker, I guess it's it, it, going into the rest of the year um, between the analysts, between the average traders, who do you think is more bullish about the market in this, in, for the rest of 2022? When we say market, are we talking S&P 500? Um, yeah, let's just let's just keep it at at, at S and P. Let's just keep it in the public markets. In the public markets, I think that it's hard. There, it's a really tricky question. They're they're both bullish. They're just playing it differently. The majority are playing a momentum trade, which is uh, based on QQQ keep keep outperforming generally, like the, a lot of the beaten up growth names. And uh, a lot of the indexes just outperforming, and then energy as well. I think that's a trade a lot of people have on, and then put in a little bit of crypto. Um, so I think that that trade, judging by our top ten percent, seems like it's going to be hard to work. 
into the year end. So I would, I, I'm looking at a lot of our top analysts and they are shifting into these high growth stocks and changing their portfolio from what it was in the first half of 2022. Uh, so it looks very different. So perhaps the back half of 2022 will be a different set of winners than the first half of 2022 based on these top 10%. Mm, at meaning the value stocks that did so well in the first half of the year, maybe it won't be that way later on. We'll, we'll, have, to, we'll have to see, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. And the cool thing is we track all the stuff on Covey. So you'll be able to see if these people are right. And they have been right in the first half. And and if this phenomenon of performance persistence does exist, they will be right again in the back half. And so we'll be able to track it all. And and the cool thing is, is we, we, we record all our trades on uh, an immutable ledger on the blockchain. Oh. So you can actually check our data, I think, which is really fascinating. Phenomenal. Uh, uh, Brooker, thank you so much for coming on the Early Bird Podcast, talking about the state of the markets right now, what analysts are thinking, how it relates to the average trader. I really do appreciate it. Uh, be before we wrap up the podcast, Brooker, I just have one final question, and it's the most important question for today's discussion. Uh, that question for you is, if you had to eat one meal every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh my God, we were talking about this before. This is the, the question that I was definitely most nervous about. This wildcard question that you, that you throw in at the end. Uh, personally, I love Italian food. So I would go with some sort of a pasta, which allows me to, to mix it up at least a little bit of variety for the rest of my life. Sounds good. Good food choice. Thank you again to Brooker Belcourt for sharing your insights on investing. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day. Music